Well, hello, hello, and hello, and happy new year. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you guys have decided to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, and welcome to 2022. You know, it's last year was a very interesting year. Um, it was a very crazy year and we're still in this whole Prometheus outside. But you know what? Last year like, gave us a lot of good t- content. So on today's episode, I'm going to just be doing a look back on some of my favorite TV shows that came out in 2021. And there were a lot. So if go ahead and grab your favorite snacks, sit on down and, you know, let's get this thing started. But before I get there, please be sure to check me out on my Instagram page at the movie bugle you can also check me out on my twitter page at the movie bugle um i'm actually posting you know my top favorite movies uh 20 through 11 right now on my instagram page my next week episode uh and my final episode of season two will be uh, my top 10 movies of 2021 so please be sure to check those out you can find me all over the internet i'm on apple Podcasts. i'm on google Podcasts. i'm on spotify i'm on stitcher iHeartRadio and tune in. So if you want to give this information out to any of your friends and family and say, hey, check out the movie Bugle. They have some good content on there. Direct them to my Instagram page at the movie Bugle and click the link in my bio or they can go to my link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the movie Bugle. And then from there, they'll be able to see all the different ways they can connect to me online um, and engage with my podcast. So thank you guys so much. So let's get into some of my top TV, uh, not some TV movies, TV shows of 2021. So there was a lot of TV shows. I didn't, you know, there's a lot. And before I get into this, these are some of my favorite ones that I've seen, um, you know, throughout the year. There's, I know there's a lot that I've missed. Um, one big one that I know I missed was Invincible. Uh, so before I even go there, I have not seen Invincible yet. I know. Um, I haven't seen Invincible. Um, I They did announce a season two is coming out at some point. So when Invincible season two is about to premiere, I will go back and binge the first, you know, the first season. Another big one that I did not get a chance to see, or maybe I stopped. Um, I know the boys came out. I didn't watch that. So, you know, there's, there's, there was a couple that came out that I wasn't able to get around to, but these are some of the ones that I did watch. So please don't come for me. This is just some, you know, we just open a conversation and there may be some things on my list that you guys haven't seen. And, you know, I could give some recommendations or tell you it was kind of, eh, you know, so we'll go from there. But before I get started, I do want to start with the Disney plus Marvel TV shows. So phase four kicked off in 2021, you know, with phase three, the big climax of it was Avengers Endgame. And then we had a, a Spider-Man Far From Home. And then we had a long break. A lot of it due to, you know, coronavirus, but we went a year and a half with no Marvel content at all, which is the longest we've ever gone since the first Iron Man movie came out back in 2008. So phase four kicked off with WandaVision in 2021, um, Disney Plus. From WandaVision, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. From Falcon, we've had Loki in the summer. Then we had What If, which was Disney's, well, sorry, uh, the MCU and Marvel's first animated show that they put out. And then we ended the year last year with Hawkeye. So I wanted to 
just rank them really quick in my order of how much I enjoyed them. I will go out there and say that I did overall enjoy all of them. You know, I'm a huge Marvel fan, but there are some that I enjoyed a little bit more than others. Um, so I'm going to be ranking, you know, my order of how much I enjoyed the Disney Plus Marvel TV shows just because, you know, I do feel like they were groundbreaking. They were, you know, their own um, snippet of the MCU. And what's really cool with these is these actually play a part of the movies now where some of the other Marvel shows like Agent Carter or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't really play in with the overall movies. These actually have a direct connect, which we will see, you know, hopefully with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We saw a little bit in WandaVision. So I'm actually really curious to see you know what's gonna be happening with these you know movies coming up but anyways let's go ahead and get this list started so starting at number five this is gonna be kind of a shocker to some people but i'm just gonna go ahead and just throw it out there rip the mandate off my number five on the list is loki now loki is my least favorite out of all of the you know marvel disney plus shows because what oh, for a few things overall like i said i did enjoy it my favorite episode was the last episode with the reveal of he who remains um mr jonathan majors you know who has already been cast to play king the conqueror in the antoine not antoine ant-man quantumania movie that's coming out in 2023 so, you know, I did enjoy that. And I'm not always looking for big spectacle, I guess. But Loki is a character that I've just never really connected with in the MCU movies. Like, you know, he first appeared, you know, in Thor, the first one. And then he made an appearance with, um, you know, Avengers. And I liked him as a villain in there. But keeping him around, you know... You know, and I understand the Thor movies because he's a part of that story and that, you know, overall world. But him popping up here and there and, you know, them making him now in like an anti-hero. Like, I just, I don't know. I couldn't really get on board with it. I feel like there was so much other potential. Also, I feel like the TVA... I understand you guys have to develop new concepts, but I feel like the TV, uh, maybe we haven't seen it yet. And, you know, maybe my feelings about it would change in the future. But the TVA, we haven't seen any repercussions other than the Loki show. We haven't seen them pop up anywhere else other than the Loki show. Um, I feel like with Eternals, that could have been a great way to make us, you know, mention the TVA. Um, and if you haven't seen Loki, then you, you won't understand what I mentioned by TVA. But anyways, um, like I said, I overall enjoyed it. Uh, one major thing that pulled me out of the TV show is a lot of it felt like it was shot in front of a green screen. Um, like a lot of it, especially when they went to like other worlds and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I'm all for special effects and everything like that, but make it make sense, have some practical effects in there as well. Uh, but like I said, Loki, I enjoyed it, but it unfortunately is the last place on my list. Like I said, that may be a shocker to some people, but that's just my personal opinion about it. <laughs> so going in at number four is uh, what if. Now, what if reason why what if was going to be my number five. But actually, when I actually thought about it, um, I, I I had to say I did enjoy it. The first couple of episodes other than the T'Challa episode, which, you know, got me a little emotional just because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I was like, what's the purpose of what if? Like, I didn't understand. And I know that 
you know, um, not everything has to connect, but I think that's one of the joys with Marvel is that things do connect. You can have a side story like Shang-Chi over here, but it, at the end, they tie it all together with the main universe. And I think that's just what makes it okay, cool. Like, you know, I like the individual stuff, but I like it when it still connects. That's what makes Marvel Marvel, you know? But with what if I was like, okay, like it's all these what if storylines. What if, you know, Agent Carter was, you know, Captain America? What if there were zombies? What if there was and I'm just like, okay, what's the point? I did like the Sorcerer Supreme um, you know, episode with Doctor Strange, but I forgot which episode it was. I think it was only nine episodes, but maybe it was like the sixth or the seventh one where I was kind of like, okay, um, I can see the connection here and there. And I, after have seen all of what if, and then actually have also seen, you know, Spider-Man on no way home. I understand why they did what if it's, you know, and my personal opinion is I think that what if was uh, made so that way when different variants of characters show up in these movies, people won't be so thrown off and i think that was the purpose behind it you know the stories in what if were amazing um i i love them so i think that overall i was definitely engaged more in the last couple of episodes for what if so that's why it has a slight edge over over loki um one person was like oh you don't like animated and i was like i i love animated stuff like you know i'm, I'm a big kid at heart so it, it has nothing to do with that but i like a good story and, you know, there was a few episodes I just didn't care for. Like, you know, the Thor episode when he was fighting Captain Marvel, I was kind of like, eh, you know, but there's other episodes like the zombies episode. I was actually really surprised that I actually loved that episode because I'm not a huge fan of just zombies. I just feel like they're just kind of like, eh, but anyways, you know, what if is my number four? My number three on the list is Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And it's so crazy how Hawkeye is actually so far up in this list because Hawkeye is not one of my favorite Avengers. Like, and it's, you know, I'm a, I, I guess I, I like people with powers. Like if you're a superhero, you know, you, you have powers, you know, not all heroes wear capes. And I think that, you know, that statement is true. You don't have to have superpowers to be a, just a regular hero. You know, we have heroes throughout, you know, our community all every day. So it's not that, but if you are a superhero, I think the word superhero powers, give me someone like Wanda, Dr. Strange, you know, Spider-Man, you know, I, you know, even with, you know, Black Panther, he's one of my favorite superheroes because because he takes an herb that makes him enhance. And, you know, I, I I like people with powers, you know, and Marvel has done a really good job with turning ordinary humans like I would say Captain America or like Iron Man. If you take Iron Man out of his costume, out of his suit, he's just a regular guy. You know what I mean? Captain America is really good because he's a great leader. And, you know, yeah, he has a super soldier serum, but, you know, it's so does Bucky's, you know, and, you know, we learned, you know, other people have it, too. You know, it's so it's just like, you know, I don't know. But anyways, Hawkeye was really good. I love all of the tie ins. If you haven't seen Hawkeye yet, it's still fresh. So I'm not going to get into the actual story. But I will say the fact that Hawkeye is number three on my list, you know, you should definitely go check it out. It was definitely given. I love uh, Kate Bishop. I love I just I just loved it. I loved how the, the that series set up other series to come. Um, I would say if you haven't seen Black Widow, then you should probably check out Black Widow first before you see Hawkeye, because there's a direct connection with Black Widow and Hawkeye. But check out Hawkeye. I really love it. Now, my top two is, you know, um, it's you know, it's. I had to go back and forth and I sort of surprised myself as well 
with the order of these, but you know, I'll explain it in a second. So my second favorite show from the Disney plus Marvel shows of 2021 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know I thought this was going to be my number one because Isaiah Bradley and, you know, with Sam Wilson, you know, and the whole black perspective in it, I, I thought it was going to be number one, but I would get to why WandaVision is my number one in a second, but let's give praise to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I love this show. I, when they were announcing all of the shows that were coming out for Disney Plus, they originally announced, you know, WandaVision, they announced Loki and they announced Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was most excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's so funny because I was just talking about how I love superheroes, but I love the Captain America movies and it gave me that feel of like Captain America and stuff like that. I love the serious undertones of it. So I was looking forward to watching this and it did not disappoint at all. Um, you know, I would get to why WandaVision, you know, made the slight edge over it. But, you know, like I said, giving praise to, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think that this movie went there with the black perspective. I think the Isaiah Bradley storyline was beautifully done and amazing. I hope that they go back and they show some of those fight scenes between Isaiah Bradley and Bucky. Um, I I think it was Isaiah. Oh, what's his son's name? Oh, no, his grandson. Who's supposed to be... Um, who's supposed to be a, a young Avenger. Anyways, I'll, I'll get that information. But anyways, um, I enjoyed it so much. There was a lot of things that stemmed out of this, you know, with, um, you know, uh, Valentina coming, you have the, um, um, us agent. Oh, he, Oh, Oh, he pissed me off. Oh, just want to choke the, Oh yeah. He, I think that story was done very, very well. The, the actor who plays um, uh, the um, U.S. agent was amazing. He made everyone hate him. I think he is not as the simple villain as you would think. You know, if you haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier by this point, you know, it's I'm not going to give away everything, but just know there's some developments of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that you're just kind of like, mm. but the whole premise of that was basically, you know, you have all these people that was displaced after the blip. You had a group of people out there who was fighting for the people who was displaced. It was a lot of serious stuff to it. And I like when Marvel can get serious and I, I like when they do those things. So kudos to them for making Falcon and the Winter Soldier work. So that's my number two. And of course, my number one is WandaVision. And let me just go ahead and say the reason why I feel like WandaVision is my number one and it, you know, came out ahead of falcon and the winter soldier is because for me i was excited for wandavision i was excited for where that show could go i had no idea that they were gonna go the way that they did i feel like they pulled off what they pulled off so beautifully um it was a cultural phenomenon it's still a cultural phenomenon i think that we learned a lot from wandavision i think good and bad with how the audience needs to interact and i think it's sort of birthed like this audience expectations and demanding that you know I, I like it, but I'm also kind of, we need to tone down a little bit because every week people had so many theories about what's coming next or what's going to happen next. It took a couple of episodes for it to really pick up for everyone. I was excited from the first one because I knew that something was off. I knew that it wasn't as plain as what it may have seemed. 
But once things started to roll for that show, it was just amazing. I'm so excited to see what's going to happen with Wanda next. We got a sequel coming, Agatha, uh, Agatha in the House of Harkness, I believe. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, oh, I love it. I, the WandaVision was amazing. Um, the one thing and my only gripe I would say about the show is that from, and this is not the like the show itself i think it's the story and how they developed it in the sense of you know story-wise story-wise it would have made sense for dr strange to show up now you know we learned some developments about dr strange and spider-man no way home and it's still relatively new so i don't want to give that plot point a plot point away but in this of what we all know from dr strange and even wong and Everyone, they protect our reality. Wanda created a hex in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. You mean to tell me she was able to mind control so many people and no one from the Sorcerer Supreme camp sensed it? He didn't show up at all. Now, we did learn later on from the, you know, creators of the show that, you know, in WandaVision, every episode, there was a commercial that tied into everything. And it was a very clever way of them, you know, keep the story going or whatever. But because, you know, the the show WandaVision was supposed to be like a sitcom. So they would have like these themed commercials. Um, but we learned later on that the commercials were supposed to be Doctor Strange's way of trying to communicate with Wanda. And the last commercial was supposed to be, you know, the cameo was supposed to be Doctor Strange as the doctor in there because there was a doctor in a, in a CVS pharmacy for a Nexus pill or whatever, which there's, there's so many Easter eggs. I'm so clever. But he was supposed to be that. But they decided to take Doctor Strange out because they didn't want to take away the intention from Wanda. And I'm like, Mm, listen sis like i understand however comma i think that you know story-wise it would have made sense dr strange should have showed up now if you have seen the trailer for dr strange in the multiverse of madness he he goes and finds wanda you know picking these flowers and she turns around once he says wanda and she's like you know i made mistakes i hurt a lot of people and he's like i'm not here to talk about westview so he acknowledges it happened and i'm like you should acknowledge it when it was going on but i digress i digress that's cool it's fine it's cool but overall i love wandavision so going down the list again loki was number five what if was number four hawkeye was my third falcon and the winter soldier is my number two wandavision was number one. Oh, i forgot to mention falcon and the winter soldier you know from that we are getting a captain america 4 with sam Wilson as Falcon, sorry, as Captain America. So I'm super excited about that. I'm pretty sure Bucky is going to come back as well. So excited about those. We have some new shows hopefully coming out this year. Uh, we have Ms. Marvel. We don't have a date for that yet. I think it's supposed to be summer. We have Moon Knight. We have She-Hulk uh, movies that are coming out. And then there's other movies, in, sorry, movies, TV shows, sorry, TV shows coming out this year. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and um, she-Hulk is supposed to come out this year. Other TV shows are supposed to come out. Secret Invasion, um, Ironheart, Armor Wars. So those are all are supposed to be coming out. I think um, I Am Groot is getting a show. Um, the Z Zombies is supposed to be getting a show. I don't know. All these different things that they, they just announced. But 
you know, excited to see what's going to be happening next with the MCU Disney Plus shows. So with that out the way, let's talk about some other shows that came out this year that I like. And, you know, there's there's a handful of them, so I'm not going to go into great detail for each of them because otherwise we'll be here forever. But I just want to go down the list really quick and just talk about, you know, them a little bit and just give overall impressions and stuff like that and tell you tell you where you can watch these shows at as well. So first one on my list, I have a show called It's a Sin. It's a Sin is available on HBO Max, and it's a show about young adults in the UK dealing with the AIDS crisis in the 80s and how each of them dealt with it. Now, I am a big fan of anything with any type of LGBTQ representation in it. Um, when I saw like the poster for the show on HBO Max, I was like, okay, you know, HBO Max is a new pl- a platform. I know it's connected to Warner Brothers. Let's see what it's given. Um, because it's a UK show, I believe there was like maybe only five or six episodes, but each episode was around an hour each. So, uh, but I enjoyed this uh, this show as a lot. Um, each show, well, each episode sort of dedicated itself to like a different um, friend and talked about their situation and stuff like that. They did progress the story a little bit throughout the overall, um, I would say the overall show, but they dedicated each, for the most part, each show to like a different friend. It was really, really good. Um, the premise of the show was basically about, you know, these these kids. Well, I won't I, I say kids, they were just young adults. But, you know, age was already starting to pop up over here in the United States and it had a name to it. It just wasn't like the virus and stuff. But I guess, you know, people in the UK was like, oh, that's over there in the United States. And unfortunately, they were very irresponsible in how they dealt with a lot of things. So unfortunately, it spread like wildfire. But it's a good it's a good show if you need something. Um, it, it, it does have a little bit of a depressing tone to it just because, you know, it is dealing with AIDS and stuff like that. So unfortunately, some characters do happen to pass away and like stuff like that. So it's like if you get attached to people, it's, it's kind of hard to like watch a show like that. But I would say if you're looking for something for quick to watch, something with just a good overall like feel to it, whatever, I would say definitely check out It's a Sin. It's available on HBO Max. Bleeding into my next one is Pose Season 3, which is available, or you can watch it on Hulu, um, but it's available on FX. Now, Pose will always have a special place in my heart. Season 3 was its final season. I was super sad to hear that Season 3 was the final season because... I remember I learned about Pose from my friend Drew, who was actually on the show when we talked about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, He was a huge fan. And Pose is another show that happens to deal with like LGBTQ representation, um, everything like that, especially in the 80s and bleeding into like the early 90s and stuff like that. Uh, But it's about the ballroom culture. Um, But it's it was a groundbreaking show. It was the first show ever to have, you know, a cast of leading trans black women, um, you know, as like series regulars in the show that wasn't like a comic relief thing or anything like that. Um, it took them serious. Um, and it just opened up my eyes to just the ballroom culture, just in general, opened up my eye to that side of everything that I wasn't too familiar about before. And I loved it. Um, I wish that there were more seasons, 
but I understand the legacy and I understand the assignment of this show. So I will be happy of where things ended. They did wrap up the show really nicely with a nice little bow. Um, but I do feel like the last season progressed really, really quickly just because they had to wrap up the show. Not saying it was a bad thing. It just progressed really quickly. So with how they wrapped it up, obviously the stories do continue, but the stories for the women and the, 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 the men that we saw on that show I feel like there's nothing else we need from them. Well, I feel like if they had like maybe one or two more seasons, they could have fleshed those storylines out a little bit, like, you know, faster now, sorry, uh, slower. I should say not faster. Cause they, they did it fast already. Um, I did talk about this series and this show, uh, very extensively on my season one. I forgot which episode it was, but it came out in June. So it was probably between episodes. I would say maybe 10 and 15 is where I talked about it. I had a panel, of just lgbtq uh, people on my show um also during pride month super super excited about that one if you haven't listened to that show and if you i have if you have listened to that episode and you are a fan of pose you should definitely go back and check it out in season one uh where we just talk about the whole series and everything like that love love pose will always have a special place for pose i'm a house of evangelista for era period uh mother blanca will always be my mother <laughs> sorry mom obviously you're, you're my mom too but i'm just saying my tv mom is mother blanca but anyways um love that and then another show that does a really good well with representation is love victor season two came out on hulu now love victor is in the same uh universe as love simon that was the movie that came out a few years ago and it was really cool because the first season was supposed to be on Disney Plus, but for whatever reason, they decided to move it over to uh, Hulu just because of the, I guess, the content of it. So the first season was very um, censored in the sense of, you know, you saw like a few, like you saw kissing here and there, but you just, there wasn't a lot of cussing in it. Actually, I don't think there was any cussing in it at all. Um, um, season two, they were able to dive into a little bit more of like, you know, talks about sex and talk about you know race and talk about you know representation and you know you know you know gender identity and stuff like that where you wouldn't be able to really get that in the season the first season just because they tried to censor a lot of it for disney plus and to be honest with you like um i don't understand the the, the need for a censorship i feel like you know every platform is going to have stuff for kids or people well most the kids of all ages but you know family members of all ages and i think that you know the uk and well everywhere around the world has a great way of blocking that if you want to make a create a separate section they have a app in the disney plus app called star where you can make it like age protected but that's where disney put all of its like more adult content or more you know things like 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 deadpool or anything like that any like the r-rated stuff in the star portion of the app you can make it password protected so i feel like you know they can't do that over here with um disney uh, plus on america because we have hulu and if you didn't know disney is a majority owner of hulu so that's the reason why they put a lot of their adult content on hulu um any of the adult movies that they would normally put on disney plus is going to be going over to hulu but i did hear that's supposed to be changing hopefully hopefully we can get some more of that stuff on there so anyways if you haven't checked out love victor season two they did green light on, on season three um season two sort of left us on a cliffhanger so i'm just kind of like what's going to happen <laughs> um is he going to choose um a benji is he going to choose oh i oh. Why can't I think of the other other kid's name? But anyways, um, if you haven't seen it, check out Love Victor on Hulu seasons one and two. Super amazing. 
love it love it switching gears a little bit another show um i really enjoyed this year was called outer banks uh it was a second season um i i have some mixed feelings about it only because um like i, was, I overall enjoyed it but I, I had mixed feelings just about some of the episodes i felt like it progressed a little slowly uh, well, I say slower than the first season. Um, Outer Banks is about these group of kids. I forgot which. I know it's somewhere in the south. I don't know if it's in the panhandle of Florida or like Georgia or Tennessee, but they're on some type of like island that's right next. It could be Florida, to be honest with you, because I know they go to the Caribbean. They go to the Caribbean a little bit. But anyways, um, the first season, they're trying to find like this, this treasure, um, like this, like um, treasure that was like a, a city folklore, like, you know, storytelling and stuff like that. Um, season two is about the repercussions of what happened in season one. Um, really, really cool. I love it. Um, you know, it's one of those, if you like, you know, adventure type stuff, you know, it's, it's not too serious. It's not, you know, drama or anything like that. They do have like some like high stakes and stuff like that on there, but it's more like an action show. Um, it's about teenagers. So if you like, you know, the teenager stuff, um, I would say late teenagers, like, you know, like seniors in high school or graduating. It's like, I think they're around that age. So it's not like young teenagers. Cause I know sometimes us adults, you know, we have a hard time connecting with shows that have to do with like the younger, younger crowd. Um, uh, but this is, you know, the, the older teenager crowd. So outer banks really enjoyed it. Um, another show that sadly ended this year, one of my favorite shows of all time, um, Dear White People, season four. Now, Dear White People, I think that this show had so many hurdles against it simply by the name Dear White People alone. But I feel like it was a great way to open up the conversation um, about the messages that this show was trying to convey. I think that it did a really, really good job in the first season going over those like social constructs and the social boundaries with people. There was a really, and Dear White People, the TV show was based off of Dear White People, the movie um, that had like um, Tessa Thompson in it, you know, and I think that um, they did a really good job with translating the movie to the TV show. They were able to expand on the characters a lot more. They had the progression of it through seasons two and three. The fourth one, I loved it. However, I know a lot of people did it because they deviated from the, the first three. I don't know why, you know, you know, these showrunners do that. They did it with Game of Thrones season eight. You know, they'll have something happen for so many seasons and then all of a sudden they'll end the show and all of a sudden it's so completely different. And it's like, why are you changing it? That's why, you know, we weren't tuning in for this. Um, they did season four as a musical. Um, when you watch it, I remember when they announced it, it was going to be a musical. I was kind of like, huh, okay. And I love musicals. So I was, you know, already curious and interested anyways, but a lot of people was not here for it. Like people was not like, they were like, why are y'all doing this? Like, are y'all trying to lose y'all audience? Like it was a whole thing. Um, having seen the, the, the last season, I understand why it was a musical. Um, it fit into the storyline. Um, it just was. It wasn't like well, Glee also did it as well, uh, where Glee was about a Glee choir. So they, of course, they would sing songs about that as well, like songs in the choir room. But it was a musical as well. Um, 
you know, Smash was another one that I like. It didn't come out this year, but I'm just thinking about just musical TV shows and stuff like that, where Smash was about Broadway. And, you know, but sometimes they would just break into songs like randomly. And it's like, okay, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I feel like this one, it was just a little cringe because, you know, before there was like maybe a few characters in the show, like when I say few, like maybe one that ever had a song sung. So now you're going to like everyone in the cast is singing now. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, like whatever. And not everyone is the best singer, you know, no one's bad or anything, but you know, you could definitely tell that auto-tune was used for a few people, but <laughs> no shade, no, honest, it's no shade. I love the cast of Dear White People. I hope I can, you know, meet any of them, you know, one day. Lionel is my favorite character for a few reasons. Um, well, that's all we'll say about that. But anyways, um, I loved it. Um, I feel like it was groundbreaking within itself. Um, I, i'm super sad it's the last season but i think that you know they sort of like follow these characters all throughout college so i guess four years of college or whatever unless you follow into like grad school or whatever the case may be i could understand you know why they ended it after four seasons you know sometimes the best shows we do want more but you have to understand okay let's leave it we're on a good note versus dragging it out like a supernatural that went for like 16 seasons and i know there are diehard supernatural fans out there and there's no shade to y'all but i definitely feel like you know at some point it's like all right how many demons can you kill <laughs> oh lord anyways um so dear white people was on netflix same as outer banks i forgot to say that both outer banks and season two and uh, dear white people was both on netflix another show that was on netflix that is apparently the number one watch show of all time is Squid Game. Now, I'm not gonna get into much of this into this because I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it at this point. Uh, but yeah, uh, Squid Game is the, is the most popular show in Netflix history. It's very entertaining. It's a Korean show. Um, I will sadly admit that I did watch it with English subtitles. Um, I'm not too um, familiar with watching foreign um entertainment um i remember when i was in high school and um i took summer school each year only because i wanted to i tried to graduate ahead but i was still uh, i graduated on time i just graduated with extra credits um but anyways i did stuff during the summer that i didn't want to do throughout the year so like my defense like i took pe over the summer because i'd rather go through a month of pe versus a whole semester so the same thing for like world history um i did world history over the summer for one month versus doing it for like a whole semester type thing uh, or no, sorry, a whole year. Cause I, yeah, if it was two weeks, if it was a semester, it was a month, if it was a whole year. So like for world history, I did it for one month. Anyways, uh, my world history teacher, shout out to her. She was super cool. She was a Muslim black lady and she really like had us watch like Indian movies. She had us watch Chinese movies. We watched a few American movies, but she wants to get us well-rounded. And I love movies, like, just in general. So just watching, like, these different things. Um, and we watched them in their native language. We didn't watch them with, like, like we watched, obviously, with subtitles, obviously. But we didn't watch it with, like, English dub over them. So I, for whatever reason, I just watched Squid Game with, you know, um, the English dub because it was an option. I should have watched it in its native language. Cause I, and also I realized that sometimes translations get lost between, you know, a language and English. So you don't really get the full context of what they're talking about. So going forward, if I ever watch anything like that, again, I will watch it in this native language and just read the subtitles. It's not really that bad. But anyways, I did enjoy Squid Games. Um, I 
I I don't know if they're gonna do a season two. I don't know if they announced it. I believe I heard something about them announcing a season two. But if you haven't seen Squid Game, if you are like one of the few people on the entire planet who have not seen Squid Game, check it out. Um, it is a little violent. Um, little is an understatement. Um, it is very violent. <laughs> um, but I think that there's good messages and there's good stories behind Squid Game. So you should definitely check it out. Uh, Squid Game is also on Netflix. Another show that I actually really, really enjoyed was a show called Swagger. Swagger is actually on Apple TV. It stars O'Shea Jackson Jr., you know, Ice Cube's son. And it's kind of interesting because it's it's about sports and I'm not usually a sports person in like for real, but I usually like sports content because there's usually like good storytelling or good messages behind it. So Swagger is a show about a basketball team in the DMV and basically the DMV is a league outside of the normal like high school or normal like middle school and stuff like that and you know just talking about you know life struggle and everything like that and you know playing basketball in the hood and you know it has a lot of good messages behind it it did embrace the whole COVID you know storyline but I think it told it in a good authentic way and it you know talked about social injustices and everything like that um you know so if you're looking for something that's sports oriented I would say definitely check out Swagger that is on um apple tv um if you have apple tv um oh i think apple tv plus or like i guess not yeah one of those i forgot the actual name of the the streaming service because you have apple tv then you have apple tv plus so it's part of the apple tv plus thing um you'll be able to watch it on there but it's a really good show i really enjoy it um i think that they announced the season two I'm not too uh, certain about that. I know sometimes it's kind of hard to get invested in a show if there's not a promise of like future stuff coming. But if you are looking for something to watch um, the past the time, it's a really good show as well. A show that I didn't finish because I was finished and done with this show um, is You Season 3, which is also on Netflix. Now, I'm just going to go out there. I know that Joe, you know, I know a lot of these women out here, you know, they liked, you know, dark and twisted men. So they look at Joe and say, oh, he's not crazy. He's just very protective. No, Joe is crazy. Um, his, you know, uh, love is crazy, too. And um, I, I think that uh, I th actually I think she's even more crazy than Joe is. And I just I couldn't finish. And what's sad is I got all the way to the last episode. I think, you know, there was 10 episodes in the, in season three. And I think I got to episode nine. And I think it was like one more episode. And I just I just was done. And it took me a while to get to that one as well, because I was just like, yeah, I just can't. I can't co-sign the BS anymore. So I'm sorry. I didn't finish it. But I wanted to mention it because I did watch majority of it. But if you are a fan of you season one and two, you may like season three. Um, I'm I think I'm the small in that camp of people who just didn't really enjoy it and it wasn't it's not like the acting or anything that was i didn't enjoy i think it was just the overall like plot of i was just like all right like you know they're killing people and like you know and not getting like not getting framed like all right come on now like anyways so season so you season three um i guess I guess this transitions to stuff that I didn't like, which is kind of funny because everything else for the most part I didn't like. So you season three is one I didn't like. Another one that I guess after have seen all of it now that I can say that I just didn't like it um, was I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series, which was on Amazon Prime. Now, I am a sucker for 
like late 90s early 2000s content movie content tv show content i feel like we're never gonna get movies again like bring it on like made like that or like the original scream like you know we have other scream movies coming out or like even i know what you did last summer but we're not gonna get it how they made it back then just that campy cheesy you know and it works like i'll go back and rewatch those movies time to time movies like mean girls how that movie was made and everything like that or you know 10 things i hate about you or you know stuff like that we're not going to get movies like that ever again like it's you know i and i wish we could go back and that's that's translating to just even like music as well it's kind of hard to duplicate like 90s music or early 2000s music hip-hop pop like I, i love that era of just entertainment just in general so when I heard they were doing I Know What You Did Last Summer, the TV series, I was like, huh, okay. Um, I do love the movies. Um, like I said, I understand they're very campy. I understand that. So let's take that out of the discussion, out the way, and just we're just going to lean into it. I understand that. So I was very curious to see, okay, um, I saw it on a on a, on an advertisement in Amazon Prime where um, I forgot why I logged in there, but I logged in. I saw I know what you did last summer. The series, I was like, huh? So I think I watched maybe a trailer just to see what it was about. And I was like, OK, let me check it out. And they released it weekly. You know, I think there was like a few episodes that came out the first like the first week, but they just released them weekly and stuff. And I was following along for the most part. Um, the story is similar, but very different. And to be completely honest, I think that the reason why that this show even caught my attention is because of the name I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I think that goes into like, you know, I talked about this on last week's episode with nostalgia when I was talking about the Matrix and stuff, you know, brand recognition and name is a huge thing in Hollywood right now. And you and this is a perfect example of you have a TV series called I Know What You Did Last Summer that has no connection to the original I Know What You Did Last Summer TV like movies at all. Um, it has a semi similar story plot to it like like you know and when i say and and i'm not gonna say anything about the show itself but you know if you've seen the movie you know a group of friends accidentally kill you know you know person you know and then they come back to haunt them type thing that's the that's the the overall premise of the movies i know what you did last summer and we you know learn developments about that movie and stuff like that right this one has a similar premise, but the execution and the development and the twist at the end pissed me off so much where I was just like, all right, are you serious? Like, I just, I couldn't. Um, when they actually revealed who the killer was, I was just like, all right, I had an attitude and I I finished the episode, but I was just like, I just, I didn't enjoy it. Um, they've tried to turn a few um, horror movies into TV shows. Like I know right now there's a Chucky TV show going on. I have not watched. I've never been a huge fan of Chucky. So that's the reason why I haven't watched it. Um, they've tried it with Scream. I did watch a few. I think I watched season one fully. I've watched. I don't think I watched season two. There was another episode, another season of Scream that came out with Kiki Palmer in it. I think um uh ty dollar sign was in it as well no tiger was in it sorry tiger was in that one um 
I, I did watch that one because I remember the original TV show of Scream, the mask looked super different. Um, like it had the overall look, but it was very, it was just more like clunky. And I was just kind of like, eh. But the one with like Kiki Palmer, it was the original like ghost face mask. I was like, okay, I guess they're doing something a little bit different with it. Um, I don't remember the developments of that one, but this is another one where they're changing, they're, they're turning a classic, you know, horror movie into a TV show. This one for me, it didn't work. I'm sorry. Um, I, if you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. It's on Amazon prime, but this one, it, it just didn't work for me. I, I just cut it. Um, another thing that I couldn't, um, I couldn't get on board with and I'm so, I'm so sorry because I love this series overall, um, is American Horror Story. Like, super sad about this one because, so American Horror Story did something different overall. Um, there's 10th season, this is their 10th season, and it was called Double Feature. And Double Feature, um, they had, it was two different stories in one complete season. And I think, you know, just mild spoiler alert, they're not connected at all. Like the first story ends and then the second one begins and there's no connection between the two. And I was just like, they missed that opportunity because the promotion connects them. Like, you know, you see like this alien and you see this other little creature thing and they're like hugging each other or like, or like whatever, they're just um, posing together and you're thinking it connects and it, there's no connection between the two. And I'm just like, wow. And like the second story, but in double feature, I, I just didn't like it. And I was like, what's the, like, what is this? It's not even scary. Like, I don't understand what this is. Like, I, I understood what was happening, but I didn't understand why they did it. The first one, um, it wasn't scary either. Um, I feel like American Horror Story for the longest has not been scary. It's, there's been a lot of like sex and different things like that. Um, I just, I don't know. It just sort of fallen off for me for the past couple of years. Um, but then they also decide to try to do like this series, um, uh, episode by episode anthology with American Horror Stories, where each episode was different. I did happen to catch a few of those and it was cool, but I think for me, when I watch a TV show, I like to get invested in the characters. So even though you may have the same characters from episode to episode, because each episode is different from one another and they're not overall connecting, it's just kind of like, all right. I liked the anthology, which each season was different because you can still get invested and I can just reset for the next season. It was that, that was cool, but each episode, it just didn't work for me. Um, I'm sorry, but those are some of just just some of the TV shows that I've seen this year. Um, you know, like I said, It's a Sin, Pose season three, Love Victor season two, Outer Banks season two, Dear White People season four, Squid Game. Uh, I know what you did last summer. The series, You season three, and American Horror Story. Um, American Horror Story, by the way, is on FX, or you can watch it on Hulu. So, um, but I am looking forward to TV shows this year. I'm going to try to do my best to try to watch a little bit more. There's a lot of TV shows I know that I missed. I am so sorry. Um, I feel like with so much content and it's kind of hard, you know, saying this as the movie bugle person, but I feel like with just so much content, if it doesn't grip me in the first episode, I can't. So, um, I try my best, but if it doesn't, I'm just like, yeah, I can't. But, um, 
I'm gonna try a little bit more. Um, I I watched a lot of TV shows this year. I, I watched a lot. Uh, there was a few other things I know, like Rugrats came out on Paramount Plus. Um, the new 3D animation is kind of creepy to me. Um, but you know they do have a lot of the original voice actors back. I didn't get a chance to watch Animaniacs either. Um, I think that's on FX. I think it's on FX. No, no, sorry, on on Hulu. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna try to get into it. And then maybe um, in 2023, I could talk about my top, you know, TV show for 2022. But what have you all been watching? What have you guys watched last year? And are you guys interested in any of these TV shows that I just mentioned to you guys? If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please let me know on my Instagram page. Um, I really enjoy talking with you guys. Um, like I said, I have this episode and I have one last episode that is coming out next week where I, I do my top 10 movies for the year of 2021. And then I'm going to be officially taking a break and I will probably resume back in March of 2022. So also well, March of this year, obviously. Um, but you know, let me know, hit me up, share this with all your friends. You can find me on my Instagram page at the movie bugle. You can find me on my Twitter page at the movie bugle. And until next time I will talk to you all soon. Bye.